Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Go ahead and open up your Bibles to uh, the book of Romans. The book of Romans chapter 8. I'm going to be speaking to you from verse 28 and 29 today. Romans 8 verse 28 and 29. Uh, the Last week I started this series called The Comeback. How appropriate is we all come back to church. And how we can all have a comeback life. We can all have a comeback life. I look around here and I see individuals, well, really anybody that's a follower of Christ, you have a comeback life. That Jesus has turned your life around and you've come back now in a relationship with him. But we all enjoy those comeback stories. I know I do. And I'm sure all of us are motivated, inspired, and we're filled with hope when we watch these comeback stories in life. They bring such encouragement to us. And the good news is for all of us today is that every one of us can have a comeback story. No matter what, no matter what you're going through right now, whether uh, you're, you're going through a storm or a trial or you just feel like the, the world's coming down on top of you, and I know a lot of people feel like that. Listen, you can have a comeback story. You watching online, you can have a comeback story. And the reason that you can have a comeback story is because... All of us have setbacks in life. I said all of us have setbacks in life. Has anybody ever had any setbacks in your life? We all encounter those times when we have setbacks, but for every setback, that's the potential for a comeback in your life. One of the greatest uh, comeback stories that I've always appreciated happened just a few years ago back in 2018. I know uh, many of you realize that I love sports. I love sports. There's not much to watch now, and that's okay, but I love football especially. But one of the greatest comeback stories there is is about a quarterback named Nick Foles. I got a picture of Nick there on the screen. Nick Foles, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles, he, he's a Christian man, a follower of Christ. If you ever get a chance to read his testimony, you need to go read it sometime. It's very inspiring. It's very encouraging. But let me tell you about Nick's comeback story. Nick, Nick played several seasons in the NFL before eventually uh, he was traded uh, from a couple of teams, and then eventually he was cut and released. And Nick begins to tell in his testimony about how he began to pray and seek God. On, and he was right at the verge of just giving up on, uh, on football, period. He was about to give up. And then because of some unforeseen circumstances, he received a call to come in and be the uh, backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was the backup quarterback at the very end of the season. And then Carson Wentz, the starter for the Eagles, he went down in an injury. And then Nick Foles has moved in as the starting quarterback who's really the backup. He goes in at the very end of the season in 2018 and carries them all the way through the playoffs. And then he's given God the glory all the way through. And not only does he make it to the playoffs, he makes it to the Super Bowl to play the New England Patriots. And in 2018, he led them to victory over the Patriots. Nick Foles did. What a powerful comeback story. 
A, a man that was cut, a man that was released, a man that was right on the verge of giving up on his dream, and then God worked a comeback story in his life. That's a powerful comeback story that inspires all of us. And listen to me, the Bible, the Bible, your Bible is full of comeback stories. Your Bible's full of comeback stories. Moses was a comeback story. Uh, uh, Jacob was a comeback story. David was a comeback story. Gideon was a comeback story. Peter and Paul, the list could go on. The Bible is full of comeback stories. So encouraging to us, so inspired. That's why you need to be reading your Bible. So it will encourage you in your faith. The Bible's full of comeback stories. And guess what, friend? This church right here is full of comeback stories. That, that's what inspires me. You, you want to know if God is working in a ministry and working in a church, you need to look around and make sure there's some comeback stories. Because God is changing individuals, he's changing lives, he's changing situations. This church is full of comeback stories. People who have come back from cancer, people who have come back from addictions, people who have come back from messed up marriages, people who have come back from flooded homes and flooded businesses, people who have come back from financial calamity, people who have come back from depression, people who have come back from tragedy. Listen, this church is full. I could keep going and going and going of a church that's full of comeback stories. Can we say thank you, Lord? Hallelujah. And the good news is today that God wants to give you a comeback story. If you've showed up or you're watching online and you feel like Nick Foles and you feel like you've just been cut and released from life and you're about to just give up on everything, listen to me. God wants to give you a comeback story. Hallelujah. Now, last week's message, I started this series, The Comeback. I talked about having the comeback power. On Pentecost Sunday, we're reminded that we have a comeback power. The church needs to come back in these last days, and we need to come back with power. So God help us. And we read about how the, the early church, they were the comeback story there on the day of Pentecost when, they were, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were filled with power. And listen, if you're going to have a comeback story, friend, you need the power of God in your life. And the way you have that power, we learned last week, is you need to, first of all, obey God. Are you walking in obedience to God today? The other thing we talked about is that if you're going to come back in power as a church, we need to be united in prayer. Friend, if we've ever needed to be united, we need to be united today. And we also learned that we need to come back with courageous faith. And then we, the final thing we learned last week was if we're going to come back with power, we need to come back with the power of love. Friend, God has put a love in us, listen, for all people, all people, not just some people, but for all people. So God help us to walk in that comeback power. But today, for the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about the comeback promise, the comeback promise. Open up your Bibles, if you haven't already done so, to Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. Now, this is a promise here from God in Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. I don't know about you, but, well, I pretty much can probably say for you, I wonder how many people have leaned on this promise through some battles and through some storms in their life. I just wonder how many times when you didn't really know what was going to happen, how many people, I know for myself, there's been many times where I've leaned on this promise that's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. Listen to what Paul says to the Romans here, these believers in Rome. 
He says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Well, what is his purpose for us? Well, he tells us in verse 29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined, here we go, to be conformed to the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. You want to know what God's purpose is for your life? His purpose is for you to be conformed to be like Jesus. He says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Let me read verse 28 one more time. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now we see here in in Romans chapter 8, that, that Paul is encouraging these believers, these followers of Christ that are in Rome, he's encouraging them that no matter what they encounter in life, they can have a comeback promise. He's telling them, listen, no, no matter uh, what storm or what struggle or what battle that you may be going through in your life, no matter what season that you're in, Paul is telling them that you can have a comeback promise in your life. And we see some things here about this promise that I want all of us to take notice of this morning. The first thing we need to see is that this comeback promise is a confident promise. It is a confident promise. Say confident. It's a confident promise. Listen to what Paul says in verse 28. He says, and we know. He says, and we know. He says, listen, we don't think so. We don't hope so. And it's not maybe so. Paul says, and we know. It's with confidence, Paul says. It's a confident promise. Paul's saying, listen, we know with confidence because we know that with God all things are possible. Listen, Paul's saying we know because with the Lord nothing is too hard for him. We know because God is sovereign and God is in control. When everything in the world seems to be spinning out of control, friend, we know because God is in control. We know because God is all-powerful. So Paul is saying this is a confident promise. You don't need to say I hope so or I think so or or maybe so. You can say we know and we know. Say it and we know. And we know. Paul was saying that we know. We know because God can take, listen, many of you already know this as part of your testimony. God can take every pain. God can take every problem. God can take every trouble that you've been through. God can take every tragedy that you may be walking through. And God, by his power, he can work all things out for our good. That's what the promise is right here, that he can work it all out for our good. And I know many of you watching online and many of you that are gathered here today, you're going through some hard seasons in your life. Some of you are going through some transitions right now. You never thought in a million years that you'd have to go through. You're going through some hard seasons. You're going through some heartbreaking times right now. Listen to me. Please listen to the preacher. Be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged knowing that you can have a comeback because God is working. Listen, be encouraged. You can know today. You can know that God is working. Even when you don't see him working, you can know that he is working. Be encouraged today that you can have a comeback because you know God is there to help you. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. You can know today that no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard or heartbreaking it is, that God is going to be there to help you. You can know that today and you can have a great comeback. You can be encouraged today knowing that you're going to have a great comeback because you know that Jesus is faithful. How many of you know that that Jesus is faithful? Hallelujah. He is faithful. 
Listen, uh, man will let you down. We will drop the ball. We will, we will mess up. But listen, God is faithful. He will always be there. He'll be there to help you. He'll be there to guide you. He'll be there to work in your life and he'll be there to work it out for the good. He is faithful. I love what Hebrews 10, 23 says. It says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. For he who promised is faithful. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians verse 1 through 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Friend, listen, you can have a comeback with this confident promise because God is faithful. God is faithful. Friend online, God is faithful. Everyone gathered here today, let me remind you, God is faithful. God is our promise keeper. I love that song that we sing here in church. My, one of my favorite songs, Waymaker. How many of you enjoy that? Oh, boy, I'll get cranked up right now. I don't want to hurt them people online, though, or you. It's one of my favorite songs. He's Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. My God, that is who you are. We declare it. That my God, that is who you are. You're a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. You're light in the darkness. My God, that's who you are. Come on, friend. I know you're going through some rough times, but you got to know today. You got to know that He's the promise keeper. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Listen, God's people, listen, the day that you made a decision to follow Jesus Christ is the day that you quit living your life on explanations and you started living by faith on the promises of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Please listen to me because as God's people, we no longer live our lives on explanations. We have to live on the promises of God. And the reason why is because we are going to encounter some situations and we're going to encounter some circumstances in our life that we are never going to be able to wrap our minds around. I promise you that. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There's just going to be some things that happen in life that we will never know the answer to. But friend, the Bible says that God's ways are not our ways. And the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways. Aren't you grateful today that God is in control and that his ways are not our ways? Listen, instead of living our lives on explanations, we have to remember that we live on the promises of God. We live on the promises of God. All we can do, listen, all we can do, if you're going through a, a trouble today or you're going through a tragedy today or you're going through some kind of a struggle in your life and you're looking for an explanation, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29, that is your explanation. That is your explanation. You just say, listen, I don't understand it all, but I'm standing on the promises of God. I know his purpose is going to be done and he's going to work it out for the good. He's going to work it out for the good. It's a confident promise. I know, I know, and we know that God is going to work it out for the good. The next thing I want to tell you about this promise is this promise is a conditional promise. This is a conditional promise. Listen, this comeback promise is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. I've heard people that are not even followers of Jesus Christ. I've heard them in places and seen things where they're actually referring back to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And they're, they're claiming this promise and speaking about this promise. Listen, it's a conditional promise. Listen to what Paul says here. He says uh, in this promise that God will work all things for the good of those who love him. 
This, this is a conditional promise. Do you love God today? Do you love God? Are you watching online today and you love God? Do you love him today? The promise is for those who love God. Are you in a loving relationship with Jesus Christ? How many of you love God this morning? Hands up everywhere. I know people watching online, you love God. You want to know if somebody loves God, they live a life totally surrendered to Jesus. They, they, they live a life that's in obedience to Christ. They, they live a life of worship. The Bible says that, uh, that we love the Lord with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and strength. Man, listen, this promise is conditional. He will work all things out for the good for those that love him. Friend, listen to me. You need to keep loving the Lord. Keep loving the Lord. Even when you don't have an explanation, even when you don't see him working, even when you don't even understand, even when it's not good, just keep loving God. Keep loving God. And God will work it all out for his good. Listen, no matter, I want you to understand this too. There, there's going to be times when you don't feel anything. You know, you know, you don't feel like God is working things out for the good for you. And, and sometimes you walk through disappointments in life. I, I know all of us have. Sometimes we walk through some brokenness that we never thought we would experience. But listen to me. This is the promise that we have. If you just keep loving God, just keep loving God, he's going to work all things out for your good. And you have to trust him. And I don't think anybody in this room or anybody watching online knows what tomorrow holds. But I can tell you who holds tomorrow and the Lord Jesus holds tomorrow. He's in control. He's working. He's doing things for our good. And we just have to trust him. And we have to keep loving him. Keep loving him. Keep loving him. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is also not only a conditional promise, but this is a comprehensive promise. I think about our comprehensive insurance. You know, it covers everything. It covers everything. And listen to what it says right here. Listen, this promise, it doesn't say that God's going to uh, do some things or a few things or many things. He doesn't say I'm going to work a few things out for the good. He doesn't say I'm going to work some things out for the good. He says I'm going to work all things out for the good. All things. Say all. all. He's going to work all things out for the good. That means uh, the abuse you went through. That, that means the, uh, the addiction that you went through. That means the heartbreak that you're going through. That means the pain that you're feeling in your life. The mean, that means the disappointments that you're going through. It means the brokenness. It means the failures. It means the flaws. It means the troubles. It means the tragedies. It means the trials. Listen, God will work all things out for your good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I know what a lot of you are thinking right now. I've probably ask the same question how in the world can Paul say this does Paul know what I'm going through right now in my life does, does he even comprehend what I'm having to deal with now Paul has no idea what I'm going through well let me just remind you that Paul was a devoted follower of Jesus Christ used mightily by God but then when you look at this man's life you see a man that was that was beaten many times for his faith beaten for his faith this was a man that was stoned with rocks and left for dead. This is a man that was unjustly put in prison for his faith. But you know what Paul knew? Paul knew that God would work all things out for his good. That no matter the experiences that Paul had went through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Paul knew that no matter what he went through in his life, God could take it and work it out for his good. And we have to trust that same promise today that no matter what we're going through, that God gives us a comeback promise 
that we know that he can work everything in our life, no matter what it is, he can work it out for his good. At the very beginning of this year, 2020, uh, I started a training uh, with the Billy Graham Association for uh, chaplain. One of my goals is to be a certified crisis chaplain with the Billy Graham Association. You know, if you watch them, they respond all over the nation. They really respond all over the world if there's a tragedy going on. They go out and they minister and they share the love of Jesus Christ. And so at the beginning of the year, I started training. And part of the training that you go through is you have to watch these videos of tragic events that have taken place, most of them right here in our own nation. And then you have to respond to those tragedies uh, by the training that you've already received. And I remember watching one of the videos. And man, it was just, it, it was something that I had really never even seen before up close the way they brought it to me. And it was a community out west, and they were struck by a massive tornado. I mean, a massive tornado came through, and in just a matter of, really in a matter of minutes, one whole community is just wiped away. Wiped away. I mean, all you see, as far as you can look, is piles of rubble. It looks like somebody just come through there and took dynamite and blowed the whole place up. Homes are destroyed. Businesses are destroyed. The school was destroyed. I mean, it's right there. And, and they had this lady they were interviewing. This lady was there. And they were talking to her. And she was standing in the background was her home. And all you could see looked like splinters and stuff everywhere. And she's, everything that she's ever worked for in her life is gone. Can you imagine that? Everything that she's worked for is gone. Her, her hopes are gone. Her dreams are gone. And she's standing there with all that behind her. And, and I'll never forget her tearful and painful response that she shared when she was being interviewed. She says, you know what? For some reason, God has permitted this. But I know one thing. God is in control. And I know another thing that God promises that he'll work all things out for the good. There she is in a pile of rubble with everything gone. And you know what she's saying? God's going to help me have a comeback. God's going to help me come back. He's going to help me come back. And he's going to help my family come back. What a powerful, powerful testimony this lady had sharing those promises of God. And friend, listen to me. You, you may be standing somewhere today and, and it seems like everything is just in crumbled around you and it feels like everything's just been wiped away and destroyed but you can still stand there friend and claim this promise knowing that God will work it out for the good he's in control and you have to trust him to give you that comeback this comeback promise is also a complex promise and I figured I would get a big amen there it's a complex promise I want you to notice that in this it's amazing just these few little words if you just Read real slow. God didn't say that all things are good. He didn't say all things are good. Listen, losing your job is not good. Being diagnosed with cancer is not good. Having a stroke is not good. A broken home is not good. Divorce is not good. Abuse is not good. Accidents is not good. Violence is not good. Murder is not good. The loss of a child is not good. The loss of a loved one is not good. God didn't say all things are good. God said that he would work all things out for our good. It's complex. He'll work all things out for our good. Sometimes it just, you know, it's, it's hard. Some of the things that we face in our life, they're hard pills to swallow. We don't understand. It hurts. It, it's heartbreaking. It's disappointing. 
Yesterday I was talking to my wife about, you know, we were talking about taking medicine. You know, you got sinuses and things like that. You take medicines for and, and, and medicines, you know, sometimes, man, they taste terrible going down. It's, it's not good going down, but in the long run, it does something good for you. You ever taken Robitussin? <laughs> Woo! Listen, some of that stuff you take, friend, it's not good for you. And listen, there's some, there's some pills out there, and if you'd pull some of the chemicals out and put them over here, that one, that one chemical would kill you. But friend, if you put that chemical and this chemical and that chemical together and you give it at the right dosage, it might not taste good, it might not feel good, but friend, it'll do something good for you. And that's the way it is sometimes. What could, what could harm you now can help you. And that's what we have to trust. That's how God's working sometimes. We, 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 swallow these, we swallow these disappointments. We swallow these heartbreaks in our life. And we swallow these disappointments in our life. And they don't, they don't taste good going down. But friends, sometimes they, they build us up and they make us stronger. You, you know, a lot of you that are sitting here today, you're who you are because of the heartbreaks and the disappointments and the messes that you've been. That, that's who you are because of what you've been through. God, help us today. That we realize that he can take those things that are not good, those pains and disappointments, and turn them into something good. Do you believe that today? Man, I'm telling you, sometimes you cannot even see it, but we still have to know that God can do it. I wrote this down, that your pain and your disappointments in your life, this is something just the Lord just kept running through my mind over and over again. Listen, the pain and disappointment that a lot of you are going through in your life right now, that, that's, the, that's the setup for you to have a comeback story. You may have showed up today and you're broken on the inside and you're going through disappointment. Listen, that's the place where God can start a comeback in your life. He can use that time. God help us. I like, uh, I was reading this story not too long ago about God's purposes and this phrase jumped out at me and the writer said that God's not saved us so we can live on easy street. How many of y'all live on easy street? I live in realville. (laughs) Easy street. Oh my. Listen, it's going to get hard at times in life, friend. Listen to me online. It's not always going to be easy street. It's going to be hard at times. Listen, things are going to be complex, but here's what you have to do. You just have to keep trusting the Lord. Keep trusting the Lord. Keep trusting the Lord that he's going to work it out for the good. That means if you're going to have a comeback life, you have to trust God with every wound, every hurt, every storm, every battle, every disappointment, and you have to trust God that he's going to turn it into something good. Something good. Say something good. Something good. God's purpose is to turn something good in your life, not so good into something good. But the whole reason he does that is to conform us to be like Jesus Christ. That's what he says in verse 29. Pastor Kevin, if y'all will come. God wants to make us to be like Jesus. Some of you have been through some things in your life. Man, if, if, if we could just open up your life like a book and people could start to read, they'd be like, man, wow, I never would have thought in a million years. I remember when I lived in California in the military, had some roommates in my house, and they would like, you know, tell you, man, you, 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 
tell us about your life back in North Carolina, all dirt roads, right? They like picking on you back in California, especially your accent. And I started telling them a little bit about my, my past, and, and, and at that time I won't even say, but I was just telling them some things, and they were like, dude, this needs to be like a TV show. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but most people, you, you, you probably wouldn't even believe it, but all of us really have that kind of life. We all have been through some things. We've all been through some battles and some struggles. But, friend, that is who, that God uses those things to make you who you are. You know, I don't know that I enjoyed every battle and every struggle coming up and, and where I am today. And I know you probably feel the same way. But I'm thankful that God can take those things and turn them into something good. Man. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for turning those things into good. Because it could have easily went the other way real quick. Thank you, Lord. And I want to just finish right here to tell you this comeback promise is a comforting promise. Friend, listen, please be comforted knowing that God wants to work things out for the good in your life. Don't, don't, don't ever believe the lie of the enemy, the devil, who will tell you that your comeback is impossible. You be comforted today knowing that Jesus will work it out in your life, that Jesus will, he will help you have a comeback. And you need to be comforted knowing that. I, I'm reminded as I close here, just, I, I think when I read here in Romans chapter 8, I'm just reminded of what happened to Joseph in the Bible. You remember Joseph, right? He's, he's forsaken by his family. Don't, don't you know sometimes those wounds that hurt the worst are the ones that are done by the ones closest to you? Mm. If I had a mic, I'd drop it. Sometimes we get hurt by those that are closest to us. He's forsaken by his family, and, and, then, and then he's framed by a woman. I'm not going to go there. He was, listen, he was set up by Potiphar's wife. She, she was trying to seduce him uh, into the bedroom, and what did Joseph do? He ran. He ran. That's a lesson, men. Run. Ladies, run. I'll never forget what Dr. David Jeremiah said. One of the greatest weapons against temptation is a good pair of Adidas. You just run. You just run. And not only was he forsaken and not only was he framed, but then he was forgotten. He was forgotten in prison. Put in prison and the butler forgot him and there he was for years. Can, can, I wonder, I wonder if, if Joseph was thinking, Lord, how much more? How much more? I wonder how many people are sitting here today and watching online and you're like Joseph wondering, Lord, how much more? How much more, Lord, of this not good stuff is going to come in my life? And there Joseph is in a mess. But God, <laughs> but God was working things out for the good. And he ended up raising up Joseph to be one of, really the second most powerful man in the land of Egypt. Friend, listen, God is working it out for the good. And, and then there's a famine in the land and his brothers come back and they find out who he is and they're like freaking out. And they want to make an apology. They're trying to apologize for all the, all the hurt and all the harm that they've caused Joseph. And he's like, he throws the hand up. And you know what he says? 
He says, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. (laughs) What you meant for evil, God has meant it for good. And friend, listen to me. Things may not be good for you right now. Things may not be good for you right now, but all I can encourage you to do is, is keep loving Jesus and keep trusting in Jesus. Listen, when you feel like you're all alone, you need to remember that Jesus is right there with you. Listen, when, when you feel like the, uh, the, the world has uh, just hit you and blindsided you by something in your life that you never expected, you need to remember that nothing catches Jesus by surprise. When you feel weak in your body and you're wondering, how in the world am I going to get through this not-so-good stuff? How am I going to get through? You need to remember that when you're weak, Jesus is strong. (laughs) When you're looking down there and you're looking, trying to look ahead and all you can see is darkness at the end of the tunnel, friend, when you can't see no light, you need to remember that Jesus is the light of the world. He's the light of the world. And when you feel like you're about to give in and give up and throw in the towel because you're like Joseph and you're wondering how much more, how much more, how much more, you can know that Jesus will never give up on you. He will never give up on you. Does does anybody know that today? He will never give up on you. He will help. You can have a comeback today. It's a promise from the Lord. Somehow, some way, God can make a way for you to come back and he'll do it for your good. He'll do it for your good. God, help us today. I know a lot of you are going through a tough time, hard seasons right now. Dealing with pain that you never thought you'd deal with. It's not good for you right now, but I want to encourage you, friend. No matter what you're going through, God will give you a comeback story. And you can know today. I can know today. I can know today that God is working. I can know today. And we know. And we know. Friend, when that doubt starts to come around and tries to whisper in your ear, the devil tries to create that doubt, or or, or people around you start to speak those things, you just stop and say, and we know. And we know with confidence that God is going to work. Let all this mess that's going on in our world today, God can work it out for our good. God, work it out. Stand with me, please. I just want to ask you right there where you are, if you're online, if you're gathered here in person, just to bow your heads right there where you are. Close your eyes, bow your heads. I just want to ask you this question right there where you are today. Be honest with the Lord. Are things not good for you right now? Are things not good for you right now? And, and you need God to just work something out for your good in this situation. Would you just lift your hand right there where you are? Come on, lift it. Would you hold it up? Don't, don't be ashamed. Nobody's looking around. Just, just hold it up. God bless you. 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 Those of you watching online, God bless you right now. Listen, friend, I know it may not be good right now, but keep trusting in Jesus. Father, right now, I pray, I pray, God, for everyone that's online, that's watching, and things are not good right now. I pray for every hand that's lifted up in this church house that's uh, here today that indicate that things are not good right now. 
And God, that you would just fulfill your promise, God, in their life. That they would know, they would know, God, that because they love you and you love them, that you're going to work all things out for their good. God, right now, just begin to work, God. Work, God. Even when we don't see you working, we know you're working, God. We know you're working, God. God, work it out for the good, God. Those that are dealing with sickness in their body, work it out for the good, God, those that are struggling today, God, for whatever reason, work it out for the good. I declare it right now in the name of Jesus over every hand raised, over every life listening. God, that you would just fulfill this comeback promise. And God, that you would fill people with hope, not to give up, but to keep going, God, knowing they can have a comeback story with you, Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this work would be done, God, for your glory. God, help this nation to have a comeback story. Help the church have a comeback story. Help every individual right now, God, whether watching online or here, have a comeback story. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And for God's glory, amen. Amen. I just want to say to anyone that's here and those that are watching online, listen, I mentioned that this is a conditional promise. The very first thing that you need to do To be able to claim this promise over your life is to make sure that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Friend, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. He was buried and three days later, we were singing about it earlier, God raised him from the dead. Jesus is alive and Jesus will come into your life and he will help you and guide you and he'll be there for you. Friend, but you you have to accept and you have to receive him And the Bible says he stands at the door and he knocks. He's knocking on hearts today. Maybe some here, maybe some that are watching online. And you've never asked Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Friend, you're a sinner. We've all sinned, the Bible says, and we've fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have missed the mark. And the Bible says that the the wages of sin is death, but the gift uh, of life is eternal life through Jesus Christ. You have to receive and repent and turn from your sin. And turn your life over to Jesus Christ. I want to pray. If there's anyone here right now, maybe you've never done that before. You've never made a decision to follow Jesus, to make him Lord and Savior. Or maybe you're watching online you've never made that decision. Or you want to rededicate your life today. Let's pray that people would do that right here. Father, just pray this prayer with me. I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Jesus, I thank you for taking my place on the cross. I thank you, Lord, that you shed your blood so my sins could be forgiven and I could have everlasting life. I thank you that you were buried in a grave and three days later you were raised back to life and you conquered death, hell, and the grave. And because you live, I know the Bible tells me that I can live and have eternal life in heaven. And today, Lord, I want to make sure that my soul is right with you and I want to make sure that heaven is in my future. So I give my life to you right now, Jesus. I surrender all to you. I'm making the decision right now, a new commitment or a recommitment to you that I want to make you the Lord of my life and most of all, Savior. So I give you my life, Jesus. I invite you in now to take full control that I will be able to follow you and walk with you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen.